Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, back with another episode of the College Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone here alongside Joel Pavone, Sean Dutra. Uh, it's 500 life on Causeway again, guys. The subject of 2020. We are back. Before before Sean gets into his like 2020 vision pun, that I, I feel like I can already smell it right now. Let's let's try to figure out what, what happened this past week with the subject team. I'm beside myself, and, and I'm jumping to conclusions. I need you three. We'll, we'll get in our – well, I'll bring our guests in a second. I need you three to help me, you know, talk talk me through this. So what's going on with this team? Guys, 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 hindsight is always twenty twenty. Just remember that, okay? <laughs> In the scheme of things. I'm glad we got that out of the way. 30 <laughs> seconds into the podcast. There's that pun. Run with it. Joel, don't put it in the, in the, the uh, description. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't care if you do. But, That's in the title, bro. Let me the title. But, but seriously, guys, I mean, a loss against the, the, the Utah Jazz is one thing. But you, you know that's like the least of the concerns <laughs> when you look back at the last four games with the Celtics team. Let's break it down. Let's bring in uh, Zach Pelequin of CausewayStreet.com. Uh, the, let's see if he's the voice of reason once again. We haven't checked in with him in quite some time. So so maybe that's what's been what's been missing on this on this podcast and in, in life in general for the Celtics team. <laughs> maybe, maybe, some, maybe some Zach Pelequin vibes can actually, you know, salvage things right about what now. Right now. <laughs> the 2020 damn Celtics team. What's going on, Zach? How you been? I've been all right, gentlemen. How you been? You sound just as excited as these Celtics I know, fans. Right? You sound thrilled right now, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame him. He's got to, he's got like the rest of us. He's got to sit through this, you know, this, these games, these roller coaster up and down Celtics team that we're, that we're trying to figure out, Zach. I, I mean, listen, we can start with Jason Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown. We, we can go that angle. We can talk about Brad Stevens and just overall, is this team just not buying into Brad anymore? I mean, Zach, you know, you, you're the guest here. You haven't been here in quite some time. I, I'll let you choose. But where do you want to go? Where do you want to start with this? Well, I've been saying it on Twitter and anyone who will listen to me for the last probably month and a half, maybe even longer than that. 
that at some point the guys at the top have to be held accountable for what you're seeing on the court. You know, I, I've been saying it, you know, those, those that small movement at the end of last year after we got knocked off in the Eastern Conference Finals that people were saying, oh, you know, Brad's got to go, Brad's got to go. I didn't buy into it then. But as this season has gone along, you've got a team that looks an awful lot like they're sleepwalking. And typically when that's happening, typically when that's happening, you usually have to question the coach. And I've, I've been on top of that for a while now. And I, I've gotten to the point where I'm not saying it anymore because I'm not even getting a response out of anyone because I think everyone else is thinking at this point now, finally, too. But you don't but, even want – yeah, I told you so. No, no Zach, I would I, – I definitely would. Nah, I mean, <laughs> not yet, not yet at least, right? I guess. Not well, yet. I've, I've just gotten to the point where it, you, you can't say it anymore because there was just there was just such a harsh uh, blowback, you know, when it, when initially I brought it up as something that you know people need to kind of come to grips with the reality. And here's the thing: Brad Stevens is not a bad basketball coach. I, you know, I firmly believe he's a very good basketball coach. He can still be successful. I just don't know if he can be successful here anymore with these players. And I, I say that because we, you know, we watched the first four years of Brad Stevens out there uh, have a bunch of players that were overachieving pretty much every single night. Awesome team to watch. And he always had these guys up ready to play. What happened? What happened the next, you know, now three plus years where things have completely turned around, it feels like. And he has no touch with his with, with his, um, you know, his locker room and his players. You know, it feels like as soon as Kyrie Irving walked through the door. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they were able to get a, a deeper, more talented team. You know, what happened to space and pace? What happened to, you know, this team that, that played this fantastic uh, perimeter defense, you know, being able to, to switch off and having this positionless basketball, which now it seems like every time you flip on the, the, the TV to watch this team, it's just, it's lost. You know, it feels like they're lost and we're not getting that same product anymore. We're not getting a team that was just so gritty and, and, and wanted to be out there and looked like a team that was going to give it all. And now, you know, where's that message? Where's that team? I, mean, I, I haven't seen it in a long time now. Yeah, I I, uh, I think I, I agree with you on some of that. I mean, the frustrating part of this whole thing is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Like, lit, the, the, and I don't know if anyone else feels this way. Why are they trying to play exactly like each other? Like why, why do I why do they like try to mimic each other's game so much that it's like uh, like they they literally do the exact same things well and they literally lack in things and it really you know it comes down to and maybe maybe we're getting to that point and I don't know if we're there yet but like you got to pick one maybe and you got to maybe move on from another one I don't know because if you look at sort of just like how they're playing they're both playing really well. But if it's not turning into consistent wins on a team that's obviously talented enough to win in this Eastern Conference, then what what are you really what are you really getting at? So I don't know, Zach. If you think that it is time, it, it how how do these two stars coexist? How do you how do you see that happening? And and do you think a change is maybe not imminent, but maybe you know maybe yeah, just worth yeah. looking into. Yeah. Well, again, I roll it back to, again, my theme is going to be the guys at the top. And what I mean by that is, you know, at what point do we look at Brad and say, okay, you're the basketball genius. You know, we want to give you all this credit for being this great basketball mind, the next Greg Popovich, all this. How can he not get two of the best talents, two, two top at worst 15 talents in the NBA 
unable to 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 play with each other to be able to put this team as one of the top at worst one of the top two or three teams in the eastern conference now you know what i think we all kind of uh whistled past the graveyard if you will when gordon hayward left this offseason you know i think a lot of people just kind of said you know what gordon is you know he's an extra piece you know he's had his injury uh, you know history he's had his problems and when he left I got this whole entire, you know, I said that that's a big loss. That's a big loss. Now I was more pissed off that it didn't turn into something that we weren't able to maximize an asset that was leaving the team, but we still got that player exception. You know, we can mm. sit here and talk about that all day long. That, that isn't going to be anything until the off season, apparently, according to, you know, to, to reports, but, but you know, Gordon Hayward walks out that door and it looks like a lot of cohesion and the movement of the basketball kind of went out the door with them. You can either sit here and blame Danny Ainge for not bringing in someone to help facilitate what they're doing, or you can blame Brad Stevens for not getting his two star players to be able to play together and coexist together uh, within, you know, the, the system that he's laid out in front of them. And for me, I just find it hard to believe that you can't find a way to get both these guys to maximize the types of players that they are. Yeah, they're perimeter guys, uh, you know, with, with the ability to get to the rim, the ability to get to the free throw line. Um, there's a lot of ISO that's starting to develop with them, which I don't love uh, between the two players. But at the end of the day, I find it hard to believe that you can't find a system that gets the most out of both of those guys and allows you to be able to utilize some of the um, – you know, some of the role guys or, or anyone else, you know, including Kemba, including, uh, you know, some of the other guys. I find it hard to believe you can't do that. But is the system that Brad wants to put in front of them the right one? Is his message the right one for them? That's what I'm starting to question. Well, I shouldn't say I'm starting to question. That's what I've been questioning for most of the season at this point is that maybe it's just what Brad wants to do isn't necessarily the answer. You know, I mean, we, we, had, we had Pippen and Jordan in the same team. Not that they were the exact same player. Right. But, you know, there was there was a way to get these guys to coexist. And we've seen it all throughout the history of the NBA that two players who may have fairly similar skill sets can play together and can be successful. Now, you want to ask the question, is the rest of the team potentially the issue? Eh, OK. <laughs> well, I mean, this it's it boils down to inconsistencies, right? That's like that's been the main theme of, of the season. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that, you know, they brought in I know it's not anybody's favorite player these days. They brought in Jeff Teague because they knew that Kemba was going to take, you know, a little a little bit to get going. He's not playing back to backs. Um, you know, no one expected Marcus Smart to get injured. And even since he's been back, I know it's only been a few games, but he's not doing the playmaking that he was doing before the injury. And, you know, Pritchard, I mean, it's a, that's a lot to ask of, of Pritchard to come yeah. in and be like, all right, man, just let's get it going here and get and get all your teammates, you know, set up here and and, and score at the same time. Let's be realistic, right? So what I want to know is, for the sake of argument, let, let's say firing Brad, what does that solve right now in the middle of the season at, at 20 and 20? Getting rid of Danny Age, what does that solve? Nothing. And even like uh, uh, using this TPE or going after a big fish, a big you know, trade target, does that really solve this team's issues right now at the end of the day? I do think, I mean, I think so, but... Um... Hey, why don't you let Zach answer the question, Sean? I don't know because I fuck with you think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do, but you know. <laughs> For the sake of our guest. Yeah, I really think. I'll tell you what I really think about it. Like a um, <laughs> 10 year old kid who's freaking times in. Hey, grown men are speaking, Sean. You wait your turn. <laughs> but, 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 
Well, I think you want, you want, to, you want, you want to take that question. The, the, what do you What do you mean? Like you need to make a change. Like, exactly. You're, okay. Okay. I know. I know you need to make a change, but one. It's it's several changes. It's not one. It's not one or two changes here. Realistically, right? We all know that you're not going to get Harrison Barnes. Well, I, I don't. You know, there the Kingsbury came out and said that's not going to happen. They're not going to trade him. So who's who's at the top of the food chain here in terms of like realistic gets that's going to make a difference? That was my favorite one for the record, Zach. Well, well, there you go. <laughs> I think it was a lot of people's favorites because it was it was realistic until this until the Kings pretty much stomped on it. Yeah, well, I mean, Boston is in this really, really difficult panning to the to the right, if you will, to talk about Danny Ainge and the actual roster. I mean, it's tough. It's very, very tough. I there was I think it was Kevin Smith on Twitter said the other day that you know what move realistically can you make right now as the Celtics to be able to say, oh, oof, we fixed the issue. And I don't know if there's a singular player per se and, and okay so if you maybe you go get Luka Doncic okay yeah well, all's forgiven all is great go 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 get Nikola uh Jokic get, go get the Jokic uh, yeah go get the Joker yeah sure maybe that can fix your problem but these aren't players that are available um and even you know you tear down to you know call it a third level star I don't know if there's one right now that you can pull off the shelf that be able to fix the problems immediately for Boston. But I think the next question that has to start to develop in the mind of leadership or the front office or Danny Ainge is, okay, just like Sean was saying, is it a situation where you got to move on from either Brown or Tatum? Or is there a way that you maximize the rest of this roster to build it around those players? And you'd think if you put those huge extensions on both of those guys, that you'd say, those are our guys. That's what we're going to move forward with. Let's find a way to build a team around those two players. So the rest of the roster becomes, you know, whatever you want to do with it. Almost the way that Houston did everything around, uh, around James Harden and uh, Chris Paul for a few years. That's almost the kind of dedication that Boston needs to have besides those two players and that's why i say there's nothing off the table at this point if it ends up firing a coach that you've had for now what will be eight years if it even potentially brings danny Ainge's job into question who's been here for what will be about i think it's 14 or 15 years it's all got to be on the table because you have to at this point say we got the talent we got the players that we said that we wanted to get two top tier superstar players who are just getting into their prime well okay you know we got to be able to consider everything else because you've got the two players. Who, 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 what two other players could you ask for right now? You know, what two other talents could you possibly ask for? So everything outside of that. But in terms of being able to fix it in one fell swoop or, you know, one uh, wave of the magic wand, I don't think that that guy is available or out there. Or can Boston even get their hands on that guy? Because quite honestly, I keep hearing, you know, you go on, on Twitter, you talk to, you know, Celtics, like, well, this player exception is player exception. The player exception doesn't, mean anything to someone else it means nothing it's just a way to be able to absorb uh you know someone's salary coming back to you which is great but that only helps when you have good young assets that have small salary that you're sending the opposite way or draft pick compensation that you're sending the opposite way you don't have either of those things right now you have robert williams who is starting to look good who start who may be the big story out of this entire season so far that's your one tradable asset right now and you know what if you keep sucking maybe you're draft pick too but <laughs> that's about it <laughs> all right well let's talk about kemba because i, I think kemba is the one like wild card in the situation that makes me think that gives me 
some hope in thinking that this team could uh, at least in, in the postseason, you know, at the stretch of a schedule, you're playing every other day and you see them coast through. And we've seen glimpses of Kemba and how special this team looks, or at least how he looks and, and how this team meshes, you know, as a cohesive unit when he's when he's playing at that high level. Obviously, you can't rely on it a lot to Joel's point. I mean, it's kind of hard to find consistency when he's, you know, missing the second night of back-to-backs and the schedule only going to get only gets tougher from from this point out but i mean between that i don't okay i'm in the camp of of thinking at this point i think the celtics i, I they like stevens has lost his team as a whole but with kemba and when they're playing at a specific level when, when they're playing at a high level with kemba and, and jason tatum and jalen brown I, I just it's hard for me to believe that this team can't at least you know get a day with the nets you know or you know one of those top teams in the east in a best of seven series, how they do it, how this roster is going to look between now and then, I'm not quite sure. But are you in the same boat and, and, and thinking that Kemba Walker can really, you know, how he finishes the rest of this regular season can dictate how deep this team really goes? Well, absolutely. I mean, it, it, the truth of the matter is this, you know, in the bubble in the playoffs we saw last year, that, that uh, trio of Kemba, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum play incredibly good basketball at times. You know, we saw the potential of what they could, could be playing out there along with Marcus Smart, who was excellent in that second round series against Toronto. Um, and you know, at, at times against Miami as well in spurts. But the problem is the consistency, you know, being able to stay consistent. But Kemba, I mean, assuming he gets healthy, he can get onto the basketball where he can be the player that he's capable of being. There's absolutely potential for them to get better and get back on track. The problem is that once you lose that confidence, and we've seen it happen to great teams, I mean, look no further than the Boston Celtics two years ago, when they lose that confidence and that focus on what the uh, the goal is and what they're trying to do, it's hard to get that back on track. So can Kemba get going, get a little mojo going in this team? Can Marcus Smart and the, the leadership that we've heard about for years now that Marcus Smart brings to the table, can those guys come together and, and maybe be the answer to some of these problems? Absolutely. Here's the thing. I don't think that the Celtics team is lacking a, a lacking talent, top-end talent on that roster. I don't think that's the problem at all. Is the bench a little weak? Absolutely. I think if you want to look at anything that's maybe the, the, the roster weakness of what they have right now, one, it's not getting anything back for Gordon Hayward. You lost a star. You didn't bring anything back. Jeff Teague and Tristan Thompson were not the answer as much as we would have liked the, them to have been. I don't even know if I could sit here and, and say with a straight face that Miles Turner and Doug McDermott or anything else like that in, in return for Gordon Hayward would have been the answer to the, the talent issues that they have off the bench right now. I think okay. if, you, if, you, if you really want to get down to it, it's the fact that you've had two drafts in a row right now that have produced zero players that you can actually use. You know, you've got, you've got two straight years of guys like Grant Williams, Romeo Langford, Aaron Naismith, uh, you know, this year, well, Peyton Pritchard, I think he's, he, he might be the exception to the rule. You know, Carson Edwards, who I remember on draft night, we were all sitting there. Yeah, Carson Edwards, this is going to be great. <laughs> what the hell happened there? <laughs> I mean, you've got, you've got this grouping of players, this turge of, you know, five or six players at the back end of the bench that are just unusable, uh, most nights. I mean, you get small performances here and there, but no level of consistency. Uh, Robert Williams, like I said, he's finally starting to look like the player we thought that he could become. Uh, but at the end of the day, is that enough right now coming off the bench or, or, or taking over that, that, that five spot for them? I don't know, you know, but, uh, when it gets down to it, is, is there something that we can look forward to to say, you know what? Maybe just maybe. Yeah. If Kemba gets back on it and, and Marcus gets back into the lineup, 
I still think there's it's the internal optimist of me that there's absolutely a way back into it. But I do start to worry at this point with the with the the negative thoughts that are in the minds. And you watch these guys just it's it feels like they get to that moment of of truth and something goes wrong and there's just this this look and this feeling. It, it feels like two years ago where you know it just something's not quite right. And I don't know what it is, but it's um, you know, could they get there? Yeah, but uh, I don't think they will. Yeah, two, two years ago, <laughs> two years ago though, it was it was the the the, uh, the too many cooks in the kitchen, right? So now now here yeah. we are, two years later, talking about like, oh, do we need to trade Jalen Brown or, or or Jason Tatum? Like, I just I just feel like the Celtics in the beginning of the season were like, you know what, we're going to sacrifice some wins just so Kemba Walker is going to be healthy towards the down, you know, the stretch part of the regular season and into yeah. the playoffs, right? So if the Celtics are still banking on that, if the Celtics really believe that. That Kemba's going to be right come you know the end of the season and into the playoffs, then uh, you know like you said that's maybe the only silver lining here or, or light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to the Celtics. I mean wherever they wherever they fall, I mean right now they're looking like a six and seven seed rather than a than a three or four seed like they were in the beginning of the season. I mean the fact that they started the season eight and eight and three I believe right and then there have been like twelve and seventeen since like it's just it's it's crazy to me because of COVID obviously because of injuries. And now it's just like trade this player, trade this player and trade and get rid of Brad and get rid of Danny. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, only one player, it's a difference between last season and this season, right? If that, if that, okay. So, I mean, you look I mean at, you, how many games did he actually play? But yeah. Yeah. But I, you look at, you look at the heat who started off under 500 the whole season. And now they're ahead of the Celtics, Charlotte Hornets, same thing. They were under 500 with no expectation. And here they are. I think they're the fifth seed. So it's like I'm I'm pretty sure no one was talking about firing Spolstra when they started off as shitty as they did. Spolstra's right? got an NBA championship though. Well, that's true, but <laughs> but but when's the last time you won a championship though? And Jimmy was out for most of that time too, so you know. Jimmy. So I don't I don't know. It's just it just it's just like this this like this crazy do one thing or do another thing. It's I don't I don't know. That's not gonna solve anything in my opinion. So then, so I, I know, I know where I was at, but you said this twice now. So like, what, what do you think? What, so you, you do think that nothing, they should just do nothing and just. No, I'm not like- saying they should do nothing, but I just think that realistically, one player or even two players are not going to solve the Celtics problems. What they need is bench help, right? That, that, I think that goes without saying. I think we've been saying that for the last two seasons now, correct? So if they could add to the bench, you know, maybe that, that helps in the terms of having Kemba not play the back-to-backs because I think Kemba not playing back-to-backs and, and Smart still not being right, that's affecting this team in a big way because there's no ball movement. There's, mm. there's 15 assists a game rather than 25 to 30 assists a game. And I think that's when the Celtics are at their best is when that ball is moving and not the ISO hero ball shit that we've been seeing. <laughs> Agreed. And, and I'll, I'll further that with this. Um, Two things that I have two two themes outside of players and coaches in front offices that I have kind of seen for this year that I don't think a lot of people are talking about is one parity in the Eastern Conference. I mean, right now, I for as horrible as it's been, for as terrible as it's been, it's been to watch, there's still seven and a half games out of first in the East. <laughs> like that's that's really not that far. If they run off ten no, straight, but it really like it just magnifies how like. 
the East should help you in that sense. You should be a top two, top three team. Well, true. But if you think about it this way, they get their feet underneath them. They start playing the ball that they should be capable of playing. Maybe, but maybe there is a move to be done. Maybe it's a, you know, a periphery piece that they're able to bring in, or maybe Robert Williams, you know, we see him take a, a big step forward. Something clicks between him and the starting lineup. Uh, and, and Brad moves in that direction. This team's still not out of it, you know? So there is a lot of parody this year that I don't think people are talking about. I mean, you take a look, I'm looking at the standings right now. I mean, you go all the way up to the four seed heat, you're talking about a difference of a game and a half. You know, you win three or four in a row, you're right in the top four seeds. You're well, right behind well, Milwaukee. I mean, that's it. We, when we're going to on a four-game winning streak, you're all of a sudden, everything's fine. We're in fourth place. <laughs> True. <laughs> three out of four and then all of a sudden you're like we're in a fucking playing game like what's yeah no so yeah oh yeah go ahead i mean it's just an eastern eastern conference clusterfuck and they Mm -hmm. can't seem to find their way out of it which is even which to sway's point and what i'm feeling that's even way more frustrating because they shouldn't be in this cluster of fucking the hornets and the hawks of mediocrity yeah yeah man it's just it's it's frustrating because you see there is a clear hierarchy in the east it is the top three teams. Those top three teams, I truly thought the Celtics would be smack dab in the middle of those top three teams uh, this year and be that made a top four of those. You know, maybe Philly sort of overachieved a little bit, but you know, Brooklyn, Bucks, Sixers, Nets. I mean, uh, Brooklyn, the Bucks, Sixers, and Celtics. That should have been the top four, and the, and the everyone else in that top four seems to be doing just fine. It's there's only one one team that really is, you know extremely underachieving and that's the Celtics man and uh, the fact that we're sitting nearly halfway into the season and at a 500 record this is this is the type of just so you know this is fucking like pre-Isaiah Thomas records we're talking about here (laughs) okay this isn't uh how about the uh how about the free throw record Uh, how about the franchise Celtics free throw how about getting to the line what four times in, in one game Three out of four. Well, Three out of four. <laughs> that's a byproduct of an offense that you run that's catered to perimeter play. I mean, come on. At some point, you got to – if you're going to play iso ball, some of that iso has to be plays going towards the rim, being able to dribble drive, being able to get to the rim. And you just – I've had that argument for eight years now ever since Brad Stevens came in. Too many three-point shots and, and, and live and die by the three. And that's a consistency issue. If you're shooting a three-point shot, I'm sorry. You're not – the game hasn't changed so much that you're going to shoot 50% from three every night. It, it just hasn't happened. That's not the way that it is. You will have to get to the rim. You will have to get to the free throw line. And that was the thing that we were talking about by the end of last year of, of Jason Tatum. If he developed a game that got him on the line for that James Harden extra 10 points a night because he's sitting on the free throw line knocking down free throws, you know, that, that huge difference in your offensive game for the entire team. Foul trouble for some of the best defenders on the op- uh, the opposition, and, and it would be an entirely different look. And that I do s- kind of put on the shoulder of Stevens that you've had an offensive game that has played an awful lot to that perimeter style. You know that that's where it's going to leave you. 
This episode of the Cosmic Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Now, now BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options, such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action now don't forget to use that promo code clns50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline.ag head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts But real quick, the other thing that I think, you know, we haven't talked much about and that I haven't heard much about is that this COVID restart slash end of last season is another part that I think people do. We haven't really given much credit to. They didn't have much of an off season. You had about, what, 30, 30, 45 days and the season started right back up. So there's a possibility in my mind that there can be some mental fatigue with these guys, younger star players who really didn't have an off season to kind of go out and, you know, uh, go play in the, in the summer leagues that they usually play in and learn some new things and work on their game the way that they normally would have. And I look at guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who are very dedicated players. I mean, it, it's not a question of hard work with those guys, but they didn't have an off season to really go work at their game and go learn something new. Um, so for me, we, it really hasn't been talked about enough to say, you know, that's not a lot of time to be able to turn around as, you know, from season one to season two. And, you know, there's a lot of focus that I think may have been lost in that. If you remember back to the beginning of last year, last season, which was now what, like three years ago, um, <laughs> they, were, they were coming off of that, uh, the, the FIBA World Cup, I think it was. You had Kemba, Jalen Brown, Jason yeah. Tatum, and Mark Smart, who all played together. They came back from that, and we were all sitting there saying, wow, these guys are really close. These guys, you know, are, are friendly they look like they're focused it looked like they shook off the the Kyrie Irving whatever the hell you want to call that and they were ready to go and they came out of the gate if I remember they actually played really well the first you know 15 20 games right out of the gate looked like a very focused team they didn't have the benefit of that offseason and that type of refocusing this year so I think there is something to that as well that really hasn't been um, you know considered and I mean you look at the teams that are successful this year you know, the 76ers, you've got a, a more veteran core of, a, of, a, of an Embiid and maybe Simmons to a lesser extent, but, a, a, you know, a few more veterans who've been around, who've been through it. And they were also knocked out of the playoffs in the first round last year. The New Jersey Nets, or uh, the New Jersey Nets. You're 57 years old, bro? I know, right? Still okay, okay, okay. 2012, boomer. I love okay, it. Okay, boomer. The freaking Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. Yes, those guys. I mean, their core, all veteran players who've been around for, you know, close to 10 years apiece. So they've been able to kind of focus right in. And it's a brand new team for them. So their their core is very much brand new. Again, a team that didn't really go all that deep in the playoffs, especially the players that are actually on the court for them right now. So I think there's something to that as well. You know, you've got a young core that's still very much learning. So to blow up a Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum duo at this point, or even talk about that for me is super premature. 
But um, yeah, I mean, just, just two two things that I've thought about throughout the course of this year is the the, the parody we've seen in the NBA. That is, it. I honestly love it. On any given night, you can see someone on the outside of the Wizards. You know, anyone can beat anyone. And then no off season. I think those are two uh, external things that we've um, we've also seen contribute to what we're looking at now. All right, Zach. This is my. Uh get you out on this one. This is my last question. And, you know, in, in light of, of trade season, NBA trade season, oh boy. it's been a while, right? Isaiah, <laughs> that's I, a lot of Isaiah Thomas talk. Well, for more reasons than, than one, but yeah. everyone's talking about that's the last time this happened. So this fans pipe down, relax. That's the last time we've seen a mid season deal. So, you know, looking ahead, uh, the next time we'll, we'll, we'll be on the mic will be before the deadline or, or at least right after it, that the, the day of when the, when the smoke clears. So before, before we get to that point, you know, we're less than a week away. Give me, give me a prediction realistically, you know, if you had to predict or if you, if you were Danny Ainge, well, I shouldn't say that because if you're Danny Ainge, you're going to reach for the stars, right? <laughs> realistically, what, what, if you had to make a prediction, what happens next week? I, I think we'll see something happen. Uh, I won't, <laughs> I wouldn't go out there thinking that we're going to see, like I said, that, that's, third star fourth star level player i don't think that that move is out there for him don't be shy put, put someone out there who, who's gonna be rocking a new you know a new Celtics uniform oh man that's tough not prepared for that one um <laughs> you didn't think that far ahead did you <laughs> nope not even close uh Things up there. sean sean's got plenty of names sean come on towns you can take that one Jalen brown for anthony towns show, show him the show him the locked and found bro go ahead go on <laughs> what else you got in there how about, Aldridge? How about Lamarcus Aldridge? That's a lost. That's a lost guy right now. He's he needs to be found. They ain't gonna trade for him. Buyout. I'm market. talking about buyout, bro. We don't even talk about trades. Well, I guess okay. That's exactly right. talking about. He's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said throw a name out. That's the first name that popped in. I, I really like him for a buyout option. What about John Collins? Even though the fucking Hawks have a better record than us. <laughs> I would love John Collins. I think that that would be a really good fit. Perfect prototypical big guy for for Boston, but now I don't like like I you're in this weird place now where it's like okay, well, is Robert Williams now becoming that guy? You know, is he becoming a guy? Because now it's you're, you're almost planning for the future with you know with, with what Joel was saying. It's like you know, do you really want to deal in any major deal that you do right now? You're losing Robert Williams. I will tell you that right now. There's no team that's going to look at this Celtics roster and say, oh yeah, I'll give you you know my third or fourth or you know whatever best player. Or anything of real value, and say, "Yeah, I'm not bringing back Robert Williams or an unprotected draft pick," which I don't know right now if that's something that you'd want to do if you're the Celtics. But um, I mean, I love Lamarcus Aldridge. I think that would be a fantastic grab for them. But I mean, does Lamarcus Aldridge want the Celtics at this point? You know, if you're if you're the third seed in the East, better record than the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we can't keep doing this. The, the, <laughs> like, I don't know how we can. <laughs> It's a different role, Sean, all right? Yeah, you know, the Spurs already said set. that he's not part of the future. He's chilling at home. He's yeah, making a decision. He just to, needs to, to change the scenery, Sean. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's what Sean's saying. Sean's saying he's going to reach for the stars and go to L.A. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. I thought put you were saying the Spurs on would, yeah. And enjoy himself. And I get what you're saying. You know, play 12 minutes, you know. The Spurs and be like, ah. Okay, now I'm free. You know what? Let me go to a first team. Let me go to a first. <laughs> let me ship up. Let me ship up to Boston and change my life. Yes, yeah. maybe, John. Maybe. All right. But you know it's the East. It's the East we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like all you still right, have to right. deal with the Lakers out there in the West if he does choose a Western Conference team. So honestly, all right. Kings, Kings are the only option. And I know that they've been shooting down to Harrison Barnes stuff. But if Harry, if it's not Harrison Barnes, there it's literally 
Who else? All right, I got another name, Sean. Give me a second. Jeez, you were the worst during trade season. All right. The only the familiar the only, face. You guys know what I'm about to say. Al Horford. Ooh. All right. Yeah. The price isn't that high, Zach. And what I mean by that is obviously you, you gotta you gotta go pick heavy here, right? You know, a bunch yeah. of first picks. Um well, I use the word bunch loosely. Uh <laughs> right, right. You I know think, I think uh, the issue with him is not a the couple price. Of wings. I don't think the issue with him is the price to acquire him this year. It's the next two or three seasons, whatever he's got left on his contract. That's what it is. All right. Well, Zach, what do you think about that? Well, I've been saying it all along that the player exception, if you seriously want to end up using it, he might be the type of player that you have to consider is that you're going in to get a contract that the team doesn't want. We all know that OKC, for his, he's actually played really well this year, but, but for as well as he's played and for as much leadership he's, as he provides, Sam Preston's not exactly looking for a 35-year-old center to be, you know, uh, the pivot point to what he's doing over there. Nah, and, sure. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but he, and he's trying to have every draft pick for the next 10 years, so I think we can add to that for him. Um, not that I think the picks are very good, but at the end of the day, <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, you, you he's see, like, he's you like, I, I got plenty of those. What the fuck else do you got for me? You know, yeah, what, yeah. Else, what else you got to offer? That TPE, I mean, TPE does not for me. I think he would get rid of that contract, though. I, I think I think the price is a lot lower than than people would think. I don't think it's going to take too much to pry Horford loose if they wanted to do that. But the problem is, and this is where Danny Ainge drives me freaking nuts, is that he wants to hold on to this player exception, like Brad Beal is going to be the guy you're going to fill that with. It's like. No, you're going to get a. You're either going to, if you want to just use the exception and not trade away a bunch of assets, it's got to be a player that the team's looking to get rid of that contract. And Horford would definitely classify as that guy. And the article that I wrote about a month or so ago, um, Horford's the perfect fit. He really is in terms of he's a leader. He's been with Stevens. He's been with a lot of these guys. He's got an incredible amount of respect. A lot of a lot of players have the respect for him. His skill set fits that team very well. You can use Kemba in that high screen and roll that he used to run with Isaiah Thomas. There's a lot of things you can do there. Do I like having the fact that you're going to have 26 and then I think it's 24 million in back-to-back years? Or maybe I think it might be 26 and a half and then 26, whatever it is, over the next two years? Ugh. No, not really. But um, it's this year and one more year, right? No, it's this year and two, two more, more years. Two they more. can they can cut him for fourteen million in dead money in this in two years from now. Okay. But I mean, that's fourteen million. That's still like, a huge yeah. chunk of money. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I mean, so see, see, you did try to save Stevens there with that piece on CausewayStreet dot com. I, I, I you did. do believe in Stevens somewhat. <laughs> you still have that. You still have that like, clear hope. Like I said, Brad Stevens is an excellent basketball coach, but he has to have the right players. And right now, two ISO heavy wings aren't really what's going to get him to where he wants to go. Uh, But that said, Horford, I think, would help the cause. And I think there's a few other guys out there that, I mean, you think of like an Isaiah Thomas right now. How about that coming off the bench scoring instead of watching Jeff Teague's the end of his career right now? I mean, I'll, (laughs) I'll buy some of that stock. Do you, do you ever get the vibe that Danny Ainge doesn't want players back on the team after he's gotten rid of them? Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's kind of awkward, Sean. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's like, thought, hey, I, welcome I back. I away your broken hip for you know, for three. Yeah. We then ripped apart my team. So. And, and here's my thing too, especially when you know you get to a point where you have to trade him again. Like, what if that happens? <laughs> like Antoine, <laughs> Antoine, he had no problem doing that to Antoine. I know. Well, it's different. Sure. You know, they, yep. I, Everything that happened, like like Zach just said, like after everything that happened the first time. Yeah, but I'm not even like forget the Isaiah part about it. But like Al Horford, like I don't think that Danny's in on it because I don't think he wants Al back. 
I also think that he should have been on Jay Crowder last year, and he wasn't. Oh, here we go. Crowder again. And now Isaiah Thomas has been obviously the perfect the perfect fit for replacing Jeff T. Yeah, but Horford, There's remember, no- he didn't trade Horford. He, like, Horford walked because he's like, I understand. I understand. No, no, no. Sean's trying to say he's trying to, like, like Danny's, like, stubborn to be like, oh, you walked away from here. So, no. We're, we're, you're not. We, we only do this once. That's what I feel like he's doing. Like, because. I told you, to, you know, to take this contract the first time. Is it? <laughs> he didn't get a chance to offer a contract. He was just like, oh, 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 you got a contract from Philly. Ah, right, that's what's up. That's cool. Is there another team in the league that could benefit from Isaiah Thomas more than the fucking Celtics right now? <laughs> than the Celtics right now. <laughs> that's, a, just, that's in a playoff picture no. now. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think there's any other team that has such a gap in bench scoring that is actually like sort of a contender than the Celtics. And especially, well, no one else is relying on Jeff fucking Teague. I can guarantee that. Wow. Uh, Not only that, Teague, but like the, like the Celtics Teague, are like. Teague just getting, getting dragged with his fuck. The, the Celtics, <laughs> the Celtics <laughs> are like dead last in, in like fourth you know, quarter like points. Teague, so, like, you know. Fuck Teague. <laughs> I had Teague's back at the beginning of the season. Bullshit his performance, man. Making me look like an idiot. Go ahead, Joel. Did Sorry. you pick him up on your fantasy, by the way? Is that why you're mad at him? Extra mad at him? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sean wanted to draft. I him. wanted to draft his ass. One of the draft. Uh, okay. Okay. I see. I see. No, I mean, but they, I was saying before that the Celtics, I think they're like dead last or, or hovering around there when it comes to fourth quarter points. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, Isaiah here is going to. It's gonna uh, light it up like he used to do, you know, three, four years ago. But I, I mean, it's, does it hurt to really take a look at him? Apparently, for Danny Ainge. Apparently. Uh, apparently, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> All right that's the moral of the story here. That's the moral. That's the lesson that we're, that we're learning. Before waiver wire season, let's let's get into trade season first. You know, first things first. But obviously, we'll get more into that uh, next week. Zach Pelican, CausewayStreet.com. Zach, where can everyone find you on Twitter? At OTW Sports Radio, and I do have some news for you guys. Oh. I am I am yeah. in the process of uh, reviving the show with a few others. So uh, no shit. We, 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 yeah, we've been out of order for better part of like three years, three maybe three oh. and a half years almost. You, but, yeah, we're playing to the to the to the listeners because I, I bet you like. Eighty percent of our li- listeners just recognize you mostly for being the Causeway guy, you know. So, like, you know? <laughs> the capologist, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, right. You've been writing for the cipher for years now, so but go ahead. Yeah, no. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna reboot the show um, off it's the wagon re- sports re- radio. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we had the show going for a little over. It was about a year and a half that we had done it. Uh, you know, it's all Boston sports: uh, Celtics, Bruins, Patriots, Red Sox. Talked a little bit of soccer here and there, but that that kind of fizzled out. Um, one because you know it's the New England Revs and the MLS, but you know what are you, 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 you going to do? Um, but no, good time, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna revamp it, and I think it's gonna be coming back probably in the next couple of weeks that we're gonna have uh, something to put out there. So nice, 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 yeah, man, yeah. It's great announcement. Yeah, but the, the, your Twitter handle has been has been alive and well these last you know years. <laughs> with your hot it takes. It never went away. And all it sports and away. all sports. That's Zach. I for mean, you. You, hey, you know what? If you guys want to talk about something a little more uplifting, you can talk about the Patriots free agency. Oh, yeah, you, you mean, know, you mean they're, they're spending the money that they should have spent last season? Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> that's what's up. It's been, a, it's been a good week for the for, for the Patriots. I would much rather talk about Cam Newton than fucking Jalen Brown right now. <laughs> You, uh, you mean sure. you, you didn't burn your cam jersey there, uh, Dutra? No, I did it. I nice, did. Nice. What? You know what? 
solid, solid purchase. Got going to get two full seasons. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be able to wear it to the stadium this year. So yeah, Exactly. Exactly. So One yeah. of the few drunken purchases that actually panned out. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if it necessarily panned out. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Still, it's still in progress. <laughs> it's still weird. Like, at, like on, on Sunday in like November when I was walking to the grocery store with my Cam Newton jersey on and they've lost four straight and he can't fucking find his receivers. That was a weird time to have the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, everyone's like, you know, looking at you with these weird, these weird glances. Yeah. Like, come on, man. I'm sorry. I just, yeah. I just wanted to wear something on a Sunday. Hey, don't you remember when I was here in the first four games of the season? You guys were like, what? That's a great jersey, right? <laughs> <laughs> gotta, get that, gotta get that Jake Bailey jersey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Long- uh, we'll talk to you next time, man. Appreciate you. That Sounds was- good, gentlemen. Stay good to talk to you again. Hi, peace. Later, man. All right. Good old Zach. Cheering us up in some yep. way. Fuck this team, bro. So All right. guess not. All right. Well, <laughs> guess not. with that, we transition into Sean's uh, looking ahead. Uh, I'm really upset for not going with my gut feeling last week, Sean. I was like pretty dead set that they wouldn't go above 500. They haven't been playing like an above 500 team. Yep. And we are a week later uh, looking at a 2020 squad. So... John, we all felt we all fell for the uh, the four game winning streak. Uh, uh, Kool Aid, we drank that. I, I, I want to preface this edition of looking ahead. I'm going my gut this time. All right, you know, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm calling it. Go ahead. You 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 tell us what's next. What, what's next with this with this dang dreadful Celtics team? Because it doesn't even matter at this point. You know, what, but what we got? What do we have? Go ahead. Yeah, man. I think uh, I hopefully I'm mad back to back. I really, I really hope. What, that's I, what's up. So so no Kemba. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's more yeah. Jeff Teague. More Jeff Teague. Great. More Teague. Word. Yeah, we might even see some waters, guys. I mean, let, let's be honest. Is it that crazy? Is it that you know? Hashtag free Tremont. Free Tremont. Well, you know, on 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 uh, Friday, the Celtics, uh, the Celtics are going to go up against you know the. Even John's exhausted. Look at him. Yeah, they're they're going up against a team that you know they should be about ten games better than and probably bully them in a trade, but you know. Uh, they go playing the Kings, and the Kings come to Boston. Oh, another, oh, another, another, uh, another case, another chance to showcase uh, some yeah. of, uh, you know, yeah. some, well, no, no, some no. talent over there that that the Celtics fans went on this side. Right, exactly. They get a firsthand look at what they can't have. Work nice. Yeah, exactly. So Harrison Barnes <laughs> will probably, you know, put up twenty and ten or some shit, and then we'll be like, whoa. <laughs> no, you know, maybe he'll get traded in the middle of the game, bro. You never know. Switch the jersey. <laughs> Switch locker rooms, bro. <laughs> Talk about a bold prediction, bro. That would be insane. He comes back out with a plain, a plain uh, Celtics jersey with no number on it, no name because they couldn't, they couldn't stitch one in time. Well, whoever they traded for for him, he just takes their jersey and like <laughs> tape over the name, <laughs> just takes their number. Uh, so at yeah. the moment, the moment yeah, you see Harrison go. Barnes like leaving, like going to the, to the to the locker room for whatever reason, everyone's like, "Oh shit, maybe something went down. Maybe a deal went down. They had to pull him out of the game." No, he should. They should go. They should go full Doug Mirabelli with that. You know, oh, off, off the airplane, you know, <laughs> Logan Airport. Yeah, man. You don't know who he's playing for, and he comes in. He's rocking the Celtics jersey. Comes get the, up the get oh, the stadiums. Get the stadiums. You know, fucking, uh, you play, know. Play, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Read that rumor at halftime. Just be like, hey, why is Harrison Barnes joining the Celtics locker room? <laughs> why? <laughs> I just saw Harrison Barnes walking. The- no, I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna so, be with him. Oh, that's, that's what's up. Oh, someone's gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's at the free throw line. <laughs> stop, stop, stop spreading rumors. <laughs> Yo, just saw him outside talking to Danny Ainge on the way in, guys. <laughs> He's literally changing jerseys in the hallway. Just put None the big eyes, the big eye emoji. Go in the it. locker room. Put the googly eye emoji and just be like, oh, 
Barnes? Question mark. <laughs> Barnes going in the Celtics locker room. Ooh. Someone just com- so- someone just comments, bro. That's definitely Shemi Ojale. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Javante Green. <laughs> bro, Javante got a fade, bro. That's Javante Green. <laughs> I, yeah, and talk about stupid ass players that wouldn't make it in any other team in the league. Anyways, uh, uh, come on. Way to, kick them, way to kick them while they're while they're down. Well, go ahead. What team is Semi Ojale and Javante Green getting 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 run on? The 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 fucking Celtics, John. That that's the team, bro. That's, that's it, bro. Bro, they they've gotten more starts than like they would have ever gone anywhere else. Even if they went to like Houston right now, they wouldn't be fucking starting in Houston. No, no, Houston would be balling right now. Well, they probably wouldn't start, but they would be playing more. All right, why are we talking about this? No, no. <laughs> Go ahead. Who the uh, fuck is Celtics playing? Damn. Kings, Kings on Friday. Stupid hypotheticals. Sunday, oh Sunday matinee, just what the doctor ordered. Back to back in matinees. No, or... it's not a back to back. No, no, but just in general, uh, stretch the stretch. Yeah. Be... So Friday, Friday night games, uh, which <laughs> I also, <laughs> I also think the Celtics in Friday night games. Don't get me, don't get. I don't want to get it twisted, but I don't think they've been doing the best in actual Friday night games. Oh shit! All right. Look, look, freaking look that up. Well, there hasn't been a lot of Friday night games like there used to be. It used to be like yeah. Wednesdays and Fridays; those were their their nights to play. Yeah, they've been playing on TNT a lot too. Yeah, yeah. they're playing a lot of Tuesday games and Thursday games and stupid yeah. Sunday matinee games. And we also got the uh, Patreon. Sign up, subscribe, get up Causeway after hours for some. Uh, if you think we're crazy on this show, you gotta check out. The after hours. That's when we're really crazy. Oh yeah, you want you want to see the young, you want to see the young cut side of Crossway. I'm in the car with my wife, and my phone's going off in my pocket. I'm like, I fucking pull in my pocket. I go, follow. I'm driving. Can you? I, I don't want to like look at my phone while I'm driving right. with Jordan in the car. So yeah. I was like, just just tell me what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and she's literally like, what the fuck, Sean? <laughs> like immediately, it's my fault. You're fucking hanging out with people willy-dilly because <laughs> you got to be the center of attention, huh? You're like, all this stuff. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? She didn't even tell me. She didn't even tell me that you got COVID. I'm just, I'm just I didn't have COVID, by the just, way. Uh, just as I told you what the message said. Why did you get COVID? I didn't get COVID. Why no, did you get COVID, though? <laughs> I didn't get COVID. I didn't. When, when Paula told me what happened in the text message. <laughs> How did she I say it? I, I gotta hear this. How did she say it? She go, she, she After she stopped yelling at you. She basically went, You have fucking COVID. <laughs> well, we got another Sunday matinee against the another team that we could be trading with, the Orlando Magic. Oh, wow. oh I, bring that up with that. I was going to bring them up. Damn it. Shit. Isn't it fun? So, you know, the Celtics will probably get stomped by about 40 uh, against <laughs> that they're going to try to, you know, trade with because uh, yeah. it's a Sunday matinee game. So there you go. But Aaron, Aaron Gordon wants out, though. That's, 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 not, that's a good sign. Yeah, Aaron Gordon wants, wants out. And I'm yeah, he's being, he's, being show, he's being showcased now. They finally unleashed him. You know how they do. You know, yeah. we've seen this before. I'm sure the Celtics are on the top of his list of where he wants to go, you know. Uh, and you know what? Maybe, are you being sarcastic? Because I, I, I think so. Maybe maybe the Magic are really interested in you know it's, it's being sarcastic, right? Fuck yeah, you. yeah, definitely sarcastic. I why why wouldn't why, what the fuck? Why the sarcasm? Yo, I really liked I really liked how Larry Nance Jr. looked 
the other night. I think he'd be a good a good addition to the to the this that disaster that is the Celtics right now. Bro, that dude is a cornerstone over there, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like the only player that ever said, like, I don't want to leave Cleveland. So yeah. I don't know if they really want to. That was without LeBron that was the game the of the year for those guys. Right. Yeah. And also, also too, I feel like if you bring Larry Nance Jr. in, it's just throwing garbage on top of garbage. A lot of positivity right now on this episode. Yeah, right. Heard. There you go. All right. If uh, you're still listening, guys, just don't don't unsubscribe. <laughs> Grizzlies on Monday back to back. So matinee right into a back to back. So there you go. So there'll be Kemba's in this game uh, up against John Morant and the crew. They also got to travel from I love their chances, which, by the way, Kemba, yo, all, all jokes aside with people you like to say about Kemba's defense, man, he stepped it up a notch. Like it's, it, this team has gotten to the point when it comes to whether we're talking defending the three point arc or just defending the backcourt in general that I'm like, man, this team, this defense needs some freaking Kemba right now. And that's that's being said with with after uh, Marcus Martin's comeback. And listen, I know he's on a, on a minute restriction, so that's a big part of it as well. But it's like I never thought I'd be I'd be saying that right now. Yeah. Yeah, man, it seems like it's, you know, it just, I don't know. It is. I, I, He's got nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. I got nothing. No, I'm just saying, man. Just, you know. <laughs> so are we going so, up, up so, to the Grizzlies or we got so who's, uh, yeah, who's, who, who's, who's, wait, 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 when's the Grizzlies? That's three games. Uh, that's, that's Monday, right? Yeah, Monday. And then, you know, I will go up to here. Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. One more. And then we got, uh, the, the the Milwaukee Bucks new PJ Tucker in the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh uh, man! Celtics travel to Milwaukee. Guy's gonna be so aggressive for the Bucks, man. It's gonna be it's gonna he's gonna be obnoxious next yeah. to Giannis. He's gonna get Giannis all riled up. And it's and it's like a good thing that the Bucks can add a guy like that, you know, because they're good. You know what I mean? So like they add a piece like a PJ Tucker, and <laughs> it, it improves their team. I pick you know, up. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Yeah, you know, if the Celtics got PJ Tucker, it would just be fucking nothing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wow, yeah, I love we just going through the schedule and we're just talking about every single possible <laughs> options of potential play- players that Celtics could trade for right now. I'm right? surprised Sean didn't be like, oh, you know, John Morant, you know, he would be looking good in Celtics jersey. You know, it's, but that's not going to happen. So let's you know, let's move on. Yeah, I, I mean, wouldn't put it past him. Wouldn't put it past him. No, it's just a it's just a tough time for the Celtics right now. So I don't know, guys, what you so, got? So no, no, no four no. Kings, Magic. Oh, no, you, we got we to gotta do it first, right? Joel, you go first. Kings, Magic, Grizzlies, and Bucks. Um, I'm gonna go two and two, two and two. Really? Yeah, I think Man, they lose. I, I like. The, I think they lose to Orlando. They beat the Kings, lose to Orlando, and uh, beat the Grizzlies, lose to the Bucks. All right. So win one, lose one, win one, lose one, like that. Oh, by the way, the Bucks, the last game before the trade deadline. Hmm. Right, I knew there was one more, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Hmm. You know why too? Because after the trade deadline, they play the Bucks again. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So, but well, that's looking, be, looking ahead. So, yeah. why don't you shut the fuck up? But at least you got it back to back, though. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm out of line. <laughs> I'm out of line. <laughs> yeah, way out of line, bro. Way out of line. Jeez. That's looking at the horizon over there. That's looking at uh, yeah. oh, what's going on over there? Okay, how, how, rude, of, how rude of we look ahead. We yeah. don't look. Too far ahead. Oh, okay? We don't need a, we don't need our binoculars for that one. Don't crank, don't crank the zoom. Don't crank the zoom. <laughs> crank the zoom. I'm a scumbag, bro. I'm a scum. No, you really no bird watching. No that com- that one comment brought this segment back years. 
you got so mad. And then I literally realized what I did. And I was like, shit, fuck. <laughs> now, what is anyone going to listen for? Next <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen. I'm looking ahead. <laughs> I wonder. Don't worry about it, bro. They're playing the fucking fuck. Sway room. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even, don't even listen to the next episode. <laughs> don't even listen to those clowns. <laughs> clowns looking ahead, my ass. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> they ruined it. You know what? I'm going three and one. I'm going three and one. Hmm. All right. Cool. I'm going with my gut. A little something different. All right, cool. All right. I'm thinking, so I think there's two ways this can go. If they can make a trade in these next four games. <laughs> no, I'm going I'm going three three and one, no trade. <laughs> no trade. Okay, yeah, that's part of our prediction. No trade. I, I, two and two. <laughs> Hashtag no, oh wait, 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 don't get me wrong. I think there'll be a trade, but I don't think it'll be a trade before those games are played out. All right, guys. I'm going three and one. Going three and one. Hmm. Wow. Even that's more positive than I thought it That's the most negative review I've ever done. How do you how do you see this thing playing out? I'm I'm gonna say Well, they definitely look the fucking magic on the Madden. They always have issues with the magic. The magic just, I don't know, for some reason, they just, they I'm get, going they get excited. When they play I think the they're going to win. I think they win three straight. I'm going, I'm going the Bucks. They're going to lose against the Bucks. You think they beat teams they should? <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be pretty, but I think they're going to, the hardest one's going to be the Kings. Actually, no, the magic. Excuse me. The magic. I'll tell you exactly. The, magic, the magic's the, by far the hardest one. They might even, they might go to overtime. The Kings, I think, are going to come in Friday night and beat the fuck out of the Celtics. They, they, <laughs> Just because. Like, it may be a blowout, bro. Like, it may be like, you, this team wants to trade with us? <laughs> plus, 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 here's, a, here's an incentive. For they did beat the that. Lakers a couple weeks ago. The Kings have not won in Boston in 13 games. Well, I'm sure. Uh, who the fuck's the coach? Trade with us. Um, Walton. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm sure Draper's bringing that up in all of his interviews right now. He's like, you know how many times you've been to Boston without a winner? <laughs> all right, fellas. Big game Drapes. You know how it is. Oh, and 13. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's wrap this one up. Man, I feel like we've been talking for a while, but... No, put it this way. I feel like we have been talking for a while, but time's flying, I guess. Uh, yeah, I feel like because everything's been negative, you know, and time's <laughs> when, when you're shitting on this, this shitty Celtics team. <laughs> Time flies when you're on the, going through the going through the list of problems about this team. Time, and fly, time really flies when you're shitting on the pot. I really, I really. Would you say when you're shitting on the pot? Uh, yeah. yeah, we're shitting on the pot. <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah, right. I think, <laughs> never heard the toilet be called a pot. You know, shit, shit on a pot or get up. Oh, so we like, be shitting shit on the pot. Off the pot. I've yeah. heard. I that. It, yo, I thought it was a lyric, a song lyric. I was like shitting on the pot, like. I thought it was one of like <laughs> I'm trying to think of what song it kind of sounds like, but I can't. on a street light. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to sing? Shit on a pot. On a pot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't done that in a while. Singing, singing a little bit on this podcast. That, that, that should line things oh. up a little bit. Oh, there we oh, go. That was that was when the, the team was fucking much. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up <laughs> the way we wrap up every single episode here on Causeway Street, where we take our trip around the NBA with Joel's in case you missed it. It went from it went well, from time to look ahead to yeah. So I guess we're fucking looking ahead. Great. Yeah, right. I yeah. guess the season hasn't fucking over yet. <laughs> hey, also, also, I really hope, I really hope we look back on this episode and we're just like, like when the Celtics like are on a ten zero run, we're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, this is gonna be a classic. Bro. Be a, that was a turning point right there. <laughs> we really gave up on the team too early, huh? How can how are we so? Oh no 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 no. 
It's going to go the other way. Well, I don't know about you guys, but bro, I never thought this team was going to fail. I don't know. <laughs> That's exactly what it's going to be. Like, I mean, I mean, I was down on the team, but I wasn't, compl- I didn't think they were completely out of it, you know? I, I never, I never stuck the fork in them, you know? I never. <laughs> Although the way Zach couldn't even say it with a straight face, I mean, like, is that, do I think it's going to happen? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> like, absolutely not gonna, fucking not. They're not going to turn this I'm not saying it can't happen, but is it going to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Better that than, uh, you know, I don't know. This team could either get lose in the first round or, uh, you know, make another way to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't, I don't know. It's just, you don't know what's going to happen with this team, you know? Never know. You never know. You mean for you to be a first round exit or, you know, you could win, win it all? No, you yeah. really don't know. <laughs> this team, this team could finish at a 500 team or they could win all the games. That are- <laughs> what cures that? Winning. <laughs> really? Really? That, there's, 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 there's a possibility of both of those happen. The fact is that this locker room dynamic has not quite worked out. Oh man, no man, that's too much. <laughs> Imagine, wait, wait, are you saying that you really think that this team could win out right now? No, I'm, but I'm, I mean, they could go either way. They go either way. I'm just saying, there's a chance, okay? And the way things are going, you know, you actually never know. Yeah, I mean, I guess in life anything is possible. But Jesus, I mean, <laughs> that's what uh, this roster looks like. You know, first round exit or Eastern Conference Finals. You know, appearance. Who knows? In case you missed it. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. All right. In case you missed it. Kevin Durant is expected to miss another week or two, according to the Nets, with a hamstring injury. He has Doesn't missed, even I know, right? That's, that's, that's what I was going about to say. Like, he's missed 13 games so far. And guess what? The fucking Nets are 12-1 and one in those games. So who gives a shit, right? As long as James Harden is still playing. Because even, yeah. even, even, even Kyrie's missed a bunch of games. But Fucking New Jersey, bro. James Harden still, still, still kicking. Good for good for the Nets. Not. Should ask, uh, we should ask Zach if, they, uh, if, if, if the the Meadowlands is having uh, fans back at the arena. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The Continental Continental Airlines is that was, that was the name of that that, that arena back in the day. <laughs> the Airlines arena. It was. It was, it was right next to. It was, right, it was right next to Giant Stadium, right? I, I, yo, yo, yo. The Izod Center. I'll age myself right now, bro. The Izod Center for like a year. The clothing company, bro. Yo, everyone was no, is buying. That company still exists. The Izod or whatever it's just called. <laughs> yep. I don't actually know. I haven't seen anyone rocking Izod in a while. Izod, yeah, yeah. fucking Izod, dude. That's it was the Izod Center. There, I think they bought it like a one year deal, bro. Yo, guess who never wore Izod? Sway, obviously, bro. Doesn't even know how to pronounce it, man. Pops did. My dad did. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Pops definitely did. But Pops is a polo guy. He only had like a couple of those eyes on. He didn't have much. He was a polo true. guy. Today. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Izod has a 50% off sales uh, right now. So just in case. Okay. So there's, Where this at, bro? Business, Macy's? business is still booming. Word, right. Business is still booming. <laughs> Maybe they'll buy another arena. Online no. or I got to go to like the Macy's or some shit? Looks like you're good. Right on, right on the Izod website, guys. They got a website. That's good. <laughs> Sean's about to sign up. He's about to be a freaking reward member. <laughs> Like, guys, 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 just use my code. Just use my code. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a pop-up that says, get my code. Uh, there you go. Get that code, bro, and share it with us when you get a chance. Yeah, use uh, Ducha 20, bro. 20%. <laughs> For your... S Ducha 20. Remember, remember the S, guys. S is capitalized. For an extra 30% off plaid shorts. <laughs> Give me some cufflinks or something, bro. That's all I want from those guys. Big clearance. Big clearance. <laughs> hey, they, got, they, they definitely got a good golf apparel. I'll give them that. No, they might have some good stuff. I'm molding now. Maybe I can rock this stuff now. <laughs> hey, so what else do you guys feel think about Izod? 
I got sneakers. <laughs> yeah, next week in the middle of the episode. Yeah. This episode of the College Street Podcast brought to you by Izod. <laughs> Get 20% off your first purchase when you uh, enter the street. promo. Street. <laughs> street. <laughs> street 20. <laughs> yeah, right. that's right. Ron uh, tied this deal together last week. <laughs> Somebody was listening over there. That's great. Uh, shout out to you, Izod. <laughs> We're all rocking Izod in our fucking our, our remote fucking shit. Shout out to you, Ben Izod. <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know, very big listener of the Cosmic Street Podcast. <laughs> Diehard Celtics fan. Still living in, lives in uh, Hackensack, New Jersey. <laughs> Originally from Orange, but now he's just moving <laughs> in Hackensack. <laughs> loves the Netherlands, loves no, the Netherlands, and misses the Nets. All right. Wrong in case you missed it, LeBron James has become a partner in the uh, Fenway Sports Group, which uh, happens to own, you, you guessed it, the Red Sox. And I don't that, know how I feel about that. That this. means technically, technically, Bron Bron is part owner of the team? Question mark? Sigh? Can we, can we say that? Or is he uh, saying that? Is It does mean he's part owner of the team. Hmm. He just happens to be <laughs> involved in the group that owns the Red Sox. So can we just say that instead? No. All right. <laughs> no. I tried. It is what it is. It is. That fucker. Okay. So let's let's be honest. Do you think that... Uh... This all started with Liverpool, by the way. Well, it all started... No, it all started with Fenway Sports Group going in with uh, Clutch Sports. That's where this all started. Yeah, isn't that when like the Liverpool deal came through? Because they LeBron has some stake in Liverpool, which yeah. the Sox have some stake in Liverpool. Yeah, man. I mean, but that relationship started before the LeBron relationship, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, okay. Back in like 20, 2013. Something I like think. that, twenty twelve, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been it they've been they've been slonging on uh LeBron <laughs> for a very long time. And, and uh sure, if you want to put it like that. Some 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 would say in bed with each other, but okay, we can All go right. with that. Yeah, we'll go with your term. We'll go with your phrase. <laughs> annoying. It's annoying. Like the the tone deafness. Like you know, like obviously there are, there are some people that hate LeBron James for the wrong reasons. I just hate him because he's an asshole. And duly uh, noted. You know, and I've you're a Fair. You grew up in Southern Fair. Just say that. Right? Yeah, I know. That's, that's, don't no, need to don't need to no. further explain yourself on that. Yeah. Or you're a Boston you sports fan. That's all. That's all you got to say. Yeah. And LeBron actually enjoys the hate, so it just you know, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? You know what though? My 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 hatred towards LeBron is not like uh, it's it's annoying now because I have to justify it. I can't just be like, "Yo, fuck LeBron," right? Because then they're like, "Oh, you fucking must be racist," then because <laughs> you know we must watch Fox News and they say that shit. You know <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you, what do you say? You shut up and dribble too? Is that what you say? Yeah, yeah exactly. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. And that's why I got to make sure I'm ahead of it. But uh, no, I think I think LeBron in Boston is all bad. I mean, he's gonna the only the only thing. I mean, I wouldn't mind LeBron in Boston right now playing basketball, but um, you know that's never gonna fucking happen. So yeah, but he's not even <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be one of those like from afar. You know, I don't think you'll see him in Boston or at Fenway. Have oh. we have we ever seen? Oh, him? he's definitely gonna pull up. Are you kidding me? He's gonna be all over, bro. And that's, you, what this is, yo, that's what a lot of this is about. Come on, bro. yeah. They're trying to get. They're trying to. They're. It's so obvious. They're trying to. Uh, they're. They're targeting a specific audience. Obviously, baseball fans. Obviously, baseball is dying. 
It's not going to get any better, or at least it hasn't gotten any better, I should say. That's what I meant to say. And this is this is a win-win for both sides. That's exactly what better, what better for the sport than have LeBron. Right. See him at Fenway, a bunch of, you know, obviously diehard Sox fans, regardless of how, how well the Sox are playing, when people are allowed to go back to Fenway, people are going to show up. They're going to, it's going to be packed, regardless of how the team is doing. And LeBron's going to even just going to add more to that. Oh, I thought just Alex Cora coming back was enough, but okay. All right. I get you. I think it would be great if LeBron, you know, I get started on that, bought the Indians, you know. And then maybe really fought for changing the name of the Cleveland Indians. You know, that would have been fine. No, nah, man, yeah, you should change them to the, no, the Cleveland baseball really, team. Yo, that's a really good point, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, but he's Especially a Yankee fan. After, he's never had, he cared about the Indians. After what was going on before. Yeah, no. Remember that one season he he, he did? And everyone was like, bro, oh. you wear Yankee caps all the time. Yeah. He went to, like, their playoff games, remember? I think that was the season the Southern, I mean, the Southern. The Red Sox knocked them out. No, that was the season that uh, the, the Indians played the Dodgers in the World Series. No, the Cubs. Cubs, the Cubs. The Cubs, all right. <laughs> Bro, it was against the Dodgers. <laughs> it was the Cubs. Bro, they, they played against, they they played against Tampa in the World Series. It was against Tampa, okay? Yo, you, do you even know baseball, bro? Yo, yo, do you even watch the sport of baseball? Come on. Uh, uh, you think all blue teams are the same? Huh? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. All right, in case you missed it, OKC Thunder have traded Trevor Ariza to the Miami Heat. For good Why? old for good old Myers Myers Leonard and the draft pick. Following the trade, OKC put out a statement saying Leonard will not be reporting to the team and will not be an active member of the organization. So Damn. that's it for this dude's career, pretty much, because he's got a team option. And uh, guess what? My team ain't gonna pick that shit up. So, and speaking of Ariza, who's uh, heading to Miami, he becomes the uh, most traded player in NBA history. This trade to Miami makes it. 11 times he's been moved in his career. I mean, I believe he was moved like three times before the season started, right? Like in a week. That was that, tell, that was some sort of someone, record. You tell me someone beat out Popeye Jones? Yeah. <laughs> was yes. Popeye Jones really tried that many times? <laughs> no. News. I don't believe this piece. That news. dude played for everyone, man. Literally. At least at least 11 or yeah, 10. But, well, maybe those are more like free agent signings. This dude was traded like, you know, back and forth to, you know, the same team a few times. Oh, you- you're saying how many times he was traded, how many teams he played for. No, not how many teams he played for. Traded, traded. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole different record. I don't know who holds that, but I'll look it up maybe and talk about it next episode. All right. In case you missed it, former NBA. Yeah, update on that. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I will. Appreciate it. Yo, I'll, need it. I'll need it actually right now. I don't think I can move on to the next topic without an update. All right. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me Google that for you. <laughs> Just one second, sir. <laughs> Give me one, one second. second. One second. One second. <laughs> Most obnoxious keyboard, bro. <laughs> just like keyboards in general. They're just like, fuck, dude. So fucking loud. All right. In case you missed it, former NBA big man Sean Bradley uh, suffered a bike accident that has left him paralyzed. The uh, seven foot six center went public about this accident this week, and the accident occurred actually back on January 20th of this year. Uh, he was struck from behind by a car while riding his bike about a block from his home in St. George, Utah. He's been in the hospital for over the past eight weeks, going through rehab following neck fusion surgery due to a spinal cord injury. So uh, thoughts and prayers to uh, Sean Bradley during this difficult time. The Dallas Mavericks actually released um, a press release on this, a statement on on this the whole thing about like bike safety. You know, uh, I mean, I know around here in Boston, there's, all these new um, 
bike lanes that are being built and shit. So yeah, man, it's terrible, terrible news, awful. All right, I get a lot of I got a lot of thoughts on this. How big of a bike is it that Sean Bradley has to ride, and how do you not see him? Right. I mean, we don't know the whole story. Maybe he was drinking. Maybe I, I don't know. But man, that's that's awful. Bro. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough break. You're right. Um, how no, do, it, how it, do you it, miss Sean Bradley on a on a bike? I'm just saying, like bike safety. There's a lot of like I see a bike and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like I gotta pull. Like I almost go like uh, uh, I almost put myself in danger to not fuck the biker up. You know what? I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You cut, cut somebody off real quick just to avoid a bike. Yeah, that's the last thing that I want is to fucking have to deal with a fucking an injured biker. All right, and last but not least, 26 years ago this week, the facts heard around the world sent by Michael Jordan officially making his uh, his first return back to the NBA by simply saying, "I'm back." Hey, I've actually just uh, been rewatching the Last Dance, and it's it's amazing, still amazing every time. Still good, still good. Yeah, still. Like I'm, I'm just into it. Like, it, like, like, like it isn't the third or fourth time I'm watching it. Sway, Wait, Sway still has an erection when he watches it. <laughs> well, please. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta rewatch that too. That's a, that's a good call. Good call. I Guess what? Through. Just real quick, and and Celtics news. I was, you know, definitely listening to everything you guys were saying, but I was also skimming through an article about ten predictions for the trade deadline. Seems like the people started are starting to think that the Celtics may desperately trade for Lamarcus Aldridge. I think that's actually becoming like a reality. Why trade buyout? Yeah, is it a buyout? You're saying no oh, trade. trade. Well, maybe that gives a chance for Danny to get rid of some leftover first round draft picks that they're not going to pan out for him. I yeah, mean, I was going to say maybe it's, maybe it's a first round pick and you know uh, a Grant Williams that gets it done. You never know. No, and I think it would be. I mean, if they're going to base. And then you just, that's your TPE guy. Yeah, <laughs> TPE, yeah, yeah. Yo, leave that shit in there, bro. Yeah, I meant, I meant trade for all just. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, to go back to uh, Zach's point, you think Danny really wants to spend all that? I mean, that's a big chunk of it. He's not making $25 million, but he's not that far off. Making 28, 28 million. He is, right? So, yeah, it would be the whole TPE. Pretty much. No, $24 million. $24 million on expiring deal. So, pretty much the whole P- TPE, yeah. I would be happy yeah. they traded the Marcus Aldridge. They could do it. For Tristan Thompson. Because the Spurs don't want to get worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Spurs could say no still, but. We should ask Zach that. Yeah. I would I would say yes to that. That's an upgrade. No, if you I'm. literally said this a week ago, Sean. Fuck you. No, but hey, the Celtics weren't this fucking desperate where they needed to trade for a guy who gets bought out. Yeah, I know. But I think last week. Um, it was all his good. Name, his, you know, his name came up because I said that you know the Spurs are more than likely going to buy him out. So, as a buyout option, yeah, I think that'd be good. But you know, you still got to cut uh, a player or two. But whatever, let's see what yep. happens. And before I forget, why they continue to find jurors in the trial of the police officer who killed George Floyd by kneeling on his neck for nearly nine minutes, the city of Minneapolis has reached a twenty-seven million dollars settlement with the Floyd family. So now it's time to get hashtag justice for George Floyd, hashtag justice for Breonna Taylor, hashtag justice for Jacob Blake, hashtag Black Lives Matter, and hashtag stop aging hate as our thoughts and prayers are with the families of the eight victims, six of which were Asian women during the shooting in Atlanta this week. We are behind our Asian brothers and sisters, so let's stop all the hate, please. There you go. Yeah. All right. 
All right, hit us up on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up CausewayStreet.com for your all your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions. And uh, subscribe to us on Patreon, Causeway After Hours, for your chance to uh, to win a Celtics jersey. I mean, I, I know, I know they're not doing great right now, but that could change. <laughs> know, that right? could change. That could change. I don't want that. People <laughs> screaming at the screaming at the podcast right now. Oh, fucking jersey. That could all change. That could all change. Guys, don't worry. You can wait for a player to be named later, or maybe even get the twenty-eight point five jersey that says TPE on the back. That's a that's a big seller right now. No, that's the John Dutra purchase if I ever heard of one. <laughs> Yo, I should. Are you selling that? Is that a thing? No, but I think if there was uh, more time left between the trade deadline, I think you could definitely rock that at the Garden and get really good get really good reviews. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Until next time, folks. Hopefully, hopefully, something happens at the trade deadline for the Celtics. If not, either way, we'll be talking. About I think, it. if not, part two with Zach Belkin coming up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Until then, peace. Later. Later.